Lord bless you. I wish the peace and the power of God be in your life for blessing, for strength, for all the things you need. God bless you in all your ways. His love, His mercy, His power be like a rain falling on your dry land. Today we will read about uh, Lamentation. It's a, a book written by Jeremiah after the deportation. He has to record the disgrace of Israel, of Judah at that time, when they were deported to Babylon as a judgment of God because of their uh, unfaithfulness and idolatry. So let's read in, the, in Jesus' name, let's read this passage. Lamentation chapter 3, verse 22 and 23. I read in Jesus' name. Through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed because his compassion fail not. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. It's beautiful. All the... When you read the when you read this book, when you read Lamentation, you will realize that the mourning and the sorrow of a man that had witnessed the failure of a people who were supposed to be blessed, who were supposed to live in peace and tranquility, but at this stage, idolatry hurt their hearts, and they had to suffer the consequences of that. He could eye witness, hunger, and different and fame, different kind of uh, uh, issues that came to uh, as a consequence of their sin. And he he has to stop in the middle of his his um, narration, and he says, "By the mercy of God, we haven't been consumed." And also he says that his faithfulness is great. Is great. So every morning is new. He, his, the mercy of God is new every morning. And great is his faithfulness. Today I will talk about the two most important words on this passage. Mercy. What is mercy? What is the meaning of mercy? What the Lord, what the Lord mentioned in His Word, that that expression all the time. What is the meaning of that? Is there? I think is the reason. Is the reason why we are still here? No matter if you Jew, no matter if you um Christian, no matter if you are if you are unbeliever, unbeliever. Just the mercy of God operates in everyone in a different way we can find the mercy of god in the world when the bible says that god by his goodness let the, the sunlight fall on good and bad people because he's merciful everyone almost everyone in the morning wake up and they have their skills they can fulfill their projects They can fulfill their plans. They have their skills in action. They have their abilities. 
uh, no matter if they don't they don't believe they don't uh, consecrate their senses their skills to the lord they still can do it and we ask why it's because of the mercy of god but what is the definition of mercy mercy is the evil taken away from you is receive is not receiving the evil you deserve is not receiving it uh we can mention the example of the of the wo woman who committed adultery who was accused by the pharisees before jesus she was taken before him just to tempt it, to tempt, tempt him to provoke him and they started to mention the law of moses because they knew it perfectly and they said to jesus oh jesus look she's an adulterer she was uh, she was caught with another man in the very same act of adultery oh okay and then the law of moses says that kind of women they must be stoned by by the people and and the custom the custom was that the the eyewitness the the, the person who eyewitnessed the, the 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 scene is the first person who throw the stone against the victim or against the the person who will be executed and on the other hand they wanted to provoke jesus as, as i said and they said okay that kind of woman must die but what do you what do you say and jesus didn't reply anything and they keep insisting insisting to to get an answer from him because they knew that he was merciful a person who know the bible who knows the bible he's able to identify the mercy on anyone so the pharisees weren't, were really educated with bible with bible basis but the problem was that they didn't have the fear of god they didn't wanted to surrender even unto the messiah the messiah was just in front of them but they didn't want to to follow the truth they daily read in the bible so they became envious and that's why they sent the woman just to find a cause to send jesus to prison and and put him away from people and and punish him and do wrong things on him So Jesus, who kept in silence all the time, he started to write, to write down on, on, on the ground. And they said, please, you need to answer us about this situation. What can we do on this matter? And he started to watch around and talk to them and say, if you are 
totally free. If you are free of sin, if you haven't committed any sin in your life, be the first to throw the be the first to throw the stone. Obviously, as Solomon says before, there's no man that not commit sin. And he says, and they didn't say anything, actually. They accused by their conscience. They start to throw away the stones and they leave, and they leave the place gradually the, from the older to the younger, to, from the oldest to the youngest one. And at the end, no Pharisees, no, no accusers, no anyone there. So just Jesus and the woman, and Jesus asks the woman, where are the ones who were accusing you? And say, and they, and she said, no one is here, master. No one is here. And he said, neither. Now, now, uh, no one condemned you. Did no, did no one condemn me? And he's, and she said, no one. Me neither. Go back and don't commit sin anymore. And she left. This is a very good picture of what is mercy about. Mercy is you get away somehow. You get away because the Lord didn't condemn, condemn to you. He didn't accuse you even when you were guilty. How and why the Lord can do that? Because he's the owner of earth. He's the creator. He's the one who made you piece by piece. He knows you from inside out. So that's why he can reserve the right of have mercy to any, to any, even for, for human beings, it could be a, it's a right. But for him, it's the power to have mercy. Sometimes we don't have even the right to be in a place. Sometimes we don't have um, the privilege or the, or the reputation of the owner to belong to to his kingdom however we are here we are he has been so good he has been so merciful so what about faithfulness what is faithful faithfulness about faithfulness is the important complement of mercy because faithfulness is about stability a person who is Faithful is stable. Most of, of unfaithfulness in marriages are because of un, unstability, emotional instability, and even immatureness. So when there's no any focused, any any focus or, or any target to any aim to follow to go, faith, faith unfaithfulness can invade our hearts. So look at this little example. There is a person, a, a person who is in love for the other one and they, they love to each other. But that one, they are on the phone at the moment talking 
and they one of them were interrupted by someone else and the person spent 15 minutes talking to that to the other person then they go to the car then they went to the to the shops they went back to home they start to put all the stuff back in the kitchen and suddenly they re they remember they remember that they were talking to the to the the beloved person and she took the mobile oh maybe he he hang out because I stopped talking to him. But when she sees, she noticed that the person, the husband, the boyfriend, is still there. And say, oh, you're still there. I haven't talked to you the last, the last 40, 45 minutes or hour, an hour, maybe. Yes, I just, just waiting. I knew, I knew that you were busy. But I just, I just wanted to feel myself closer to you. He's faithful. He didn't hang up, hang, hang up the phone. The same thing happened with Jesus. We sometimes wake up in the morning and we ignore his presence. And the Lord is just there. With, he comes with the light of the morning to give us the strength, to give us the life for the day. To a new, a renewed mercy that day for us to wake up healthy and ready for work, for do thing, to do, for doing things. But sometimes we forget that the Lord is just there, that the Lord is waiting, waiting for for your voice, waiting for my voice, wait, wait, waiting to receive some worship. So words of of acknowledgement. You know what happened in Australia? In Australia, in all companies and schools and all the institutions, they want to stop every morning before going to to they 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 things to do. They work. They have to recognize that the elders and the and the custodian spirits. Uh, uh, Bill, uh, they are the owners of Australia and they had to do that every morning so the Lord don't, won't receive then the, the acknowledgement that he is the creator of heaven and earth that he is the one who died at the cross for me that he was the one who rose again to get, to get, give us life forever we live because he lives. We forgive because he does. No one else is able to do the things as he does. And we never recognize any, we never dimension how much the Lord has done for our life. So how important is that in the morning when we wake up, the first breathing we do, must be for God. We need to say, Oh Lord, thank you for this morning. Oh beautiful Jesus, thank you for this day. Thank you for the strength of my muscles. Thank you for the air of, in, my, in my lungs. Thank you for the beating of my heart. Thank you because you have been so merciful. You have been so good. You are amazing in all your ways. You are really, really, really faithful.
to talk about faithfulness, I just want to quickly mention the story, the very interest, interesting story about Hosea. Hosea. Hosea was a prophet. Hosea was sent by God not to talk to people as Jeremiah or not to go to the kings as Isaiah. He received a very particular request. Go and marry Goma, the prostitute. Yes, married her and have kids with her. Wow. Do you want me to do that? He went. He, he has the love of God. He has the word of God burning in his heart. And he went with the, with the love gave to him. He went to love a prostitute. And she went to Goma. And Goma felt honor, I think, when she when she became when she became um his wife, he from the prostitute she changed she, she was from the prostitute into the wife of the prophet of the of the land. Such a privilege. But her nature kept the same. She started to be unfaithful, to be be unfaithful with on his on her marriage. She got pregnant from from the prophet, and she had three kids. And the three children represent a fulfillment of God. I remember that one of of their names, I think, was Lorama, was of of the name of the of the one of the child. He said, "You no longer my people." That's the meaning. There, and the other ones had two different meanings, two connected with what, how the Lord wanted to treat, to deal with his people. And Goma finally became, uh, she ran away with her, with her lovers and they left and she left behind her family. And now Hosea dealing with the little kids looking after them because there, there's no more mother in the, at home. There's no more wife at home. There's no more emotional stability at home because mother wasn't there anymore. The time pa passes and he started to be questioned by the community. Why? What, what kind of man is that? Marrying a prostitute who... who he knew that what he was, what what she was, and he insisting to marry her. She's insisting to to form a family with her, with that lady. What what's wrong with this man? Nothing wrong. He just was following what the Lord did with his unfaithful people, the people who don't pray at all, the people who are not singing at all. The people who open the Bible just because they're in the service, but they don't have any connection with the Lord by themselves. Finally, he found his wife in the market, bounded, ready to be sold by her lovers. Now she became a slave and she was in the market. Goma. 
the prophet's wife, selling the market as a sexual slave. And he was, he passed and he burned in love again for her, for his wife. And he ran quickly and said, how much is the cost to, to pay for her? Are you planning to buy your wife? She's now, she's no uncommon person now. She's now a slave. And a slave, an animal, a beast, is, is more valuable than a slave in the, at that time. So are you planning to pay for her? She's not, she's not costing anything now. She's not valuable anymore. Look what she has done on you. Can you tell me the price of Goma, please? I want to know the price. And the price was paid by Hosea, the prophet. And he took with such a love his wife on his arms. And he took her home. And he cleaned her. And he gave a bath to her. And she and he rest, and he cured her her wounds. And he restored her his her soul in front of judging community, of judging people around. Do you know perfectly how much we cost to Jesus? Uh, how much is, how much we cost to Jesus? He came in person in, to this earth to pay for our sins, to pay for our wrongs. He is good. He's ready to forgive our sins. Don't forget that mercy, fair mercy and faithfulness is what we need to enter to him, to get into his presence. May the Lord bless you abundantly and powerfully. He is the redeemer of our souls. Worship him every morning and give the glory to him as he deserves. Lord bless you.